Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Central Florida Film Review. For this week's episode, we've chosen to review a film that was released in December of last year called 1917, a World War I action movie that tells the story of two lance corporals who must deliver a message of vital importance to prevent fellow soldiers of Her Majesty's Army from walking into a trap set for them by the Germans. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 1917. Now, as always on this podcast, the first thing that we start off with is have you listen to the trailer, because it helps you understand what's happening, and it uses the power of audio to immerse you in into the world of the film and take you into the world of the film. So, here's the theatrical trailer for 1917. Please enjoy. In your own time, gentlemen. Must be something big if the channel's here. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion? Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. My god, what an epic trailer, right? Really good trailer. I think it was really well put together, and it uh, it makes you want to watch it, in my opinion. It's actually a trailer that does a good job of drawing the audience in. So, that was the trailer for 1917, which has a huge powerhouse cast, including the great Benedict Cumberbatch 
And if you don't recognize that name, he's the guy who played the voice of the dragon Smaug in the Hobbit films. Really talented actor. Meanwhile, for this movie, that is the trailer now. I want you to focus on some of the dialogue. So I'm going to have you guys listen to a scene where we focus on how they wrote the script and how they wrote each character's lines. And we'll have that for you in just a second. Keep staying tuned. Blake. Sorry, Sarge. Pick a man. Bring your kit. Yes, Sarge. Did they feed us? No, just mail. having puppies you get anything no oh, I'm bloody starving aren't you thought we might get some decent grub out here it's the only reason I decided against the priesthood what you got there ham and bread where did you find that I have my uses Tastes like old shin. Cheer up. This time next week it'll be chicken dinner. Not me. Believe got cancelled. They say why? No idea. It's easier not to go back at all. Something's up. Did you hear anything? No. Has to be the push, right? Ten Bob says we're going up. I'm not taking that bet. Why? Because you know I'm right. No, because you haven't got Ten Bob. <laughs> In your own time, gentlemen. Is there any news, Sarge? News of what? The big push. It was supposed to happen weeks ago. They told us we'd be home by Christmas. Yes, well, sorry to disrupt your crowded schedule, Blake, but the brass hats didn't fancy it in the snow. More's the pity, Sarge. I could have done with some turkey. Well, I'll make sure to relay your displeasure to command. 
So what's on the cards then, Sergeant? Hunter up to something. Any idea what? No. But it's about to ruin our weekend. Now listen, Erin Moore is inside, so tidy yourselves up. Never know. Might be mentions in dispatches for this one. If you don't bugger it up. Must be something big if the general's here. Lance Corporals Blake and Schofield, sir. Which one of you is Blake? Sir? You have a brother, a lieutenant in the second Devons. Yes, sir. Joseph Blake, is he? Alive, as far as I know. And with your help, I'd like to keep it that way. Sanders tells me you're good with maps, is that true? Good enough, sir. So, we are here. The second Devons are advancing here. How long will it take you to get there? I don't understand, sir. Sir, that land is held by the Germans. Germans have gone. Don't get your hopes up. It appears to be a strategic withdrawal. They seem to have created a new line nine miles back here, by the looks of it. Colonel Mackenzie is in command of the second. He sent word yesterday morning he was going after the retreating Germans. He is convinced he has them on the run. That if he can break their lines now, he will turn the tide. He is wrong. Colonel Mackenzie has not seen these aerials of the enemy's new line. Come around here, gentlemen. Three miles deep, field fortifications, defences, artillery, the like of which we've never seen before. The second are due to attack the line shortly after dawn tomorrow. They have no idea what they're in for. And we can't warn them. As a parting gift, the enemy cut all our telephone lines. Your orders are to get to the second at Kwasi Wood, one mile southeast of the town of Lacoste. Deliver this to Colonel Mackenzie. It is a direct order to call off tomorrow morning's attack. If you don't, it will be a massacre. We will lose two battalions, 1,600 men, your brother among them. You think you can get there in time? Yes, sir. Any questions? No, sir. Good. Over to you, Lieutenant. Supplies, gentlemen. Map, torches, grenades, and uh, a couple of little treats. Leave immediately. Take this trench west up on Sorky Hall Street, then northwest on Paradise Alley at the front. Continue along the front line until you find the Yorks. Give this note to Major Stevenson, who's holding the line at the shortest span of no man's land. You'll cross there. It'll be daylight, sir. They'll see us. No need to be concerned. You should meet no resistance. Sir, is, is it just us? Down to Gehenna or up to the throne, he travels the fastest who travels alone. Wouldn't you say, Lieutenant? Yes, sir, I would. Good luck. Blake, let's talk about this for a minute. Why?
Blake! We just need to think about it. There's nothing to think about. It's my big brother. We should at least wait until it's dark. Erin Moore said to leave immediately. Erin Moore's never seen no man's land. We won't make it ten yards. If we just wait... You heard him. He said the Bosch have gone. Is that why he gave us grenades? saying is that we wait. Yes, you would say that, because it's not your brother, is it? Look, the last time I was told the Germans were gone, it didn't end well. You don't know, Blake. You weren't there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're going up a down trench, you bloody idiot. Order to the general, sir. Say the bush have gone. Nine miles will take us, what, six hours? Eight at the very most. So we've got time to wait until the sun sets. It's enemy Otherwise territory, we've got open. no idea what we're walking into. Blake, if we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. We're here. This is the front line. So, as you can hear, in that scene, they're being assigned their mission. And... It's really impressive. It's got a lot of really great actors in it, including Mr. Colin Firth. Now, the dialogue itself is perfect. They make it sound realistic. They remind you that it's a military mission and that they they do a good job in the writing. They make sure you understand how desperate the situation is. I'm a huge fan of it. That's the opening scene to the film. So immediately, they're already drawing in your attention by saying, if you don't make it, it will be a slaughter. We'll lose 1,600 men, your brother among them. Really good writing. It makes me want to just sit there and watch it like a bowl of Cheetos in one hand, and just my eyes glued to the screen. And I really enjoyed this movie because of things like that. The dialogue was absolutely fantastic. I'm going to show you another example in a minute of a scene that doesn't focus so much on lines, but it has a moment in it that is truly beautiful and very heartwarming in a movie that's about war and about the tragedies and sacrifices that other people uh, went through and made for defense of their country. So you're going to like this scene a lot. It's very beautiful. Great scene. Keep listening. Yeah. <sighs> 
Traveling through this world of woe, yet there's no sickness, toil, nor danger in that bright land to which I go. I'm going there to see my father. 
I'm going there, no more to roam. I'm only going over Jordan. I'm only going over home. Wow. Wow. Absolutely wow, right? I mean, what a beautiful song. Uh, now, that scene occurs later in the film. I won't spoil it for you, but that scene happens later in the film when the main goal of the mission is almost accomplished. Uh, so that happens much later in the film, closer to the end. It's a really beautiful song, and the camera work for the scene is amazing. But uh, it's uh, really powerful for the film, the audio aspect of it, because you have this guy who's singing, and he's helping comfort his fellow soldiers with the song in the middle of a war zone. And it's really heartwarming to see the comradeship and the brotherhood that exists between these soldiers and see them all listening to that song so intently. The scene is put together in a way that is flawless, absolutely flawless. And the director of this film is a guy named Sam Mendez, and I have to say he did an amazing job with this film. He made me want to buy this movie on Blu-ray and DVD, and honestly, I want to see what other projects he does, because if he keeps up the great work, then I'd be willing to pay money to see one of his movies. Uh, the only caution I will say is this movie is a very realistic war film, so don't take your kids to see it. it wait till they're older. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, check out 1917. It's available on all your streaming services, Amazon Prime, anything you can think of, it is there. So thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Central Florida Film Review. That's all we have. We'll have more news for you about uh, what the film will be for the next episode coming up uh, later on. Uh, for now, thank you guys for all your support. Good night, good luck, and God bless.